On this episode of Mantha Milk Podcast, we talk all about the Darksaber. Yeah. 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 Intro music. We put a lot of effort into those dances this time. We're clearly very enthused and a lot of energy high That's energy right. show today high for y'all folks. energy show oh man how are you it's been a I while am, it has been a while it's funny it's the second day of summer yesterday was the summer solstice the solstice happy the solstice, solstice to you, happy Robert. solstice to you which yeah. means it's the longest day of the year it was actually 25 hours long yesterday that's what i heard yes I, you know 13 o'clock was was a hell of a time <laughs> it, was one, it was real tough that extra hour was really weird <sighs> killed me uh yeah and you know as all of our listeners know we record this in the beautiful state of new jersey which yeah. is of course the garden state oh yeah and in summertime it is poultryly hot is that yeah. a word poultryly it is, it is like now. a turkey like a turkey poultry hot yeah poultry hot poultry were you yeah. going for poultry what was i going for i don't know i don't know something hot. With it gets hot. very hot 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 feeling hot hot which hot. is why i'm wearing my winter sweater because it's 60 degrees outside which is great for me i took a, i rode the bike here it's it was been awesome it was great for bike riding yes um that being said not a beautiful couple of days in new jersey no um, rainy but, you know, Cloudy. If you could see out the little porthole uh, behind Rob there, you'd see gray. So you it's, would. It's a bit gray yes. of a day it's for the, us. The, this is the porthole to the bathroom. That's it. That's the only window you have. That's it. Uh, oh. That's this. Oh, too soon? Oh, yeah. Um, it might be a little. Definitely today. Definitely <laughs> a little tomorrow. too soon. Yeah. Sorry Until about that. Until any submarine humor comes yes, back into play. Can't. Oh, I wonder boy. if the submarine at Walt Disney World has gotten a uh, uptick or downtick. Or a downtick, yeah. In, uh, in attendance, I don't yes. Know. I wouldn't be going on any submersibles anytime soon. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, to be fair, I wouldn't have ever done that to begin with because I have a healthy fear of the sea, um, uh, which I think everyone should have. So, not a fear of the sea, but Sherry, the last time we, we well, the only time we were in Walt Disneyland. Okay. Um, in in California, raw yeah, raw yeah, in California yeah, yeah man. Um, are we gonna take the two hundred four. What is it, California? What is it? What do they say that SNLs get? There's something they, they keep saying. Ah, oh, it's gonna annoy me. Anyway, go on. Anyway, yeah, you can, you have to Google, look yeah. it up. But um, while we were there, they still have the submarines that they no longer have in Walt Disney World in Florida. So I was like, oh my gosh, we have to go on it. Sherry got so. Paranoid, like she was having like a panic attack. Really, inside, and they do all these things to like try and relieve your panic symptoms. Like when you sit down, you're staring out at the window, and there's uh, air blowing up over the window, which is supposed to calm you and right. give you a it gives you the feeling of breeze yeah, of and, your, yeah. Breeze and, and air, and that you're okay. It didn't matter for Sherry. She was uh, she was not happy. It was the yeah, I get that. I'm not. I'm not big on water pressure and being in a small confined space. Yeah, with with water and fish. Yeah, I think it was the confined space because if you, I don't want to ruin the Disney magic, but if you watch the submarine from atop, you notice that it never actually goes underwater. Uh, yeah, they just they, they trick you. It's I don't Disney know. magic. It's is Disney what it's magic. Called. That is what it is called. So. 
Speaking of that Disney magic, we are all about the Star Wars. That's what this is about. We're That's Bantha what Milk this podcast. is about. This we are right Bantha Milk I'm podcast. I'm assuming that Rob has me flipped in the thing, so this doesn't say. I think. Kalimatna. We should have come up with a name. With a palindrome. Yeah. Palindromatic name. Yeah, that would have been much better. Palindromatic name. New band name. Um, <laughs> so, bef- but since we are, you know, we are Bantha Milk. Bantha Milk. We actually have some Bantha Milk to, to make today. We do. Right? So, so well, well, let me get that stuff out. Yes, you get that stuff out because I found and wrote a message to this uh, Instagram person called the Sin City Bar Bartender. I was going to say barbecue. The Ooh, Sin City. Um, that sounds delicious. Sin City Bartender. And the first thing that caught my attention was, you know, Cinnaminson people call Be real time. It, oh, call it Sin City. So I was they like, do. oh, is this guy from? Cinnaminson, that would be amazing, but it's not. He's actually from Sin City, Las Vegas, um, the real Sin City. So we are just real timing, uh, be reeling right now. If you want to, this is this is still my <laughs> yesterday's be real. So who knows? Oh, I just did it again. I don't know. Same because mine didn't go off. Only yours beeped. Right. But anyway, it says your friends haven't posted yet, so this must be today's. So anywho, but anyway, so the Sin City bartender has all kinds of really fun drinks um, based on different um, pop culture things. Simpsons, Star Wars. Whoops. That's me. I'm on his I'm on his uh, page. What's this? Oh, is that coming out of the It's coming out of my phone because oh. I'm on the Sin City Bartender's uh, Instagram page. He has a whole bunch of different things, and here we go. His name is Jason Sin City Bartender, and I'm hope I sent him a message asking him if he wanted to come on our show and talk about it. And he hasn't written back to me yet. He's too famous for us. That's all right. That's know. all right. But he has Simpson, so we're gonna steal all of his drinks. And one of the drinks that we are stealing from him and using, and we will rate it as well, is called Rex on the Beach. Huh. So this Rex on the Beach uses a drink that I had never used before. Okay. You or me, man, that's crazy. That's me. I'm um, going to the his real. And I've had rum chata before. Okay. But I have never had rum chata limo. Now, okay. rum chata is a delightful little liqueur that basically tastes like you're drinking uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Very nice. Um, now I just had a little sip of this. Okay. And I, I saw you, to, you cheating. Yeah. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to get a flavor for it. I want you to do the same. Let me just take a nice, nice little sip. It is not a very strong beverage at all. I think you'll rather like it. Okay. There you go. All right. What do you think? It is right. I, yeah. It's it's nice. The, the lemon is is interesting. I actually I think I prefer the regular rum chata. Okay. I'm telling you, it's just like a delightful cinnamony. Like mm-hmm. you could just sip that like next to a fire in the winter with your yes. nice Star Wars with my nice sweater Star Wars sweater on. Um, yes. But I am interested to see how this mixes because today for the Rex on the beach, Rex on the beach, uh, we are going to be using two ounces of coconut rum, which we have uh, Malibu here, one ounce of ranchata limon, uh, an ounce of lemon juice, two ounces of club soda, and a half ounce of blue curacao. Um, they, he gives it an 8 out of 10, right? Uh, it says, inspired by Star Wars, Captain Rex and the 501st are a group of elite clones who fought for the Republic during the Clone Wars. It says, shake everything with ice but the soda and curacao. Strain over ice. I don't know what that means. 
So, so, after, so in ice. the one cup there, put ice in it, shake it up, it, yeah. and then in our cups, also have, have ice, ice in yeah, there, I thought and so. then okay. pour it into there so as well. Strain, yeah. Now, strain over ice, and then top with club soda and curacao. So it looks like I want to shake, I want to stir the rum, the limon, and the lemon juice. Right? Okay. So I'm just going to use... So Nick is our resident bartender. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to use we, this bad boy right here. I'll yep. add some ice, and I'll make both of them in here. All right. Yes. Kind of like... Yep. And then divide them out evenly amongst yep. amongst no. the two different cups yeah. for us. Here was your cup. There it is. There's, uh, yeah, my cup's back right. there. Still. While I'm making this, why don't you talk about like Ears Up and stuff or something like sure, that? Sure. Well, I'll do all that. So we are on the Ears Up Network. You can check them out at Ears Up with a Z hyphen uh, podcast or without the hyphen. He fixed it so you can Did go really? either way. Good yes, them. good for them. Earsuppodcast.com is their main website. We have other shows on there. Um, the Supreme Resort just did. I'm in the towards the end of listening to it because their their shows are like two hours long. Nick, uh, you complain when we get to like an hour and fifteen. So minutes. it's not that I complain; it's that I fall asleep. You it's, fall asleep. It's, you I, get, what I need yeah. to do is I need to stash some Red Bull here. I almost bought some Red Bull on my way here today, and then I forgot at the liquor store. So okay. I decided already I need to like I don't know prime for like pregame for, Pre- for our things because <laughs> you have. An unimaginable amount of energy, but then I remember you haven't had an infant in a while. That is as true. As I'm sure exhausting as your children can be. I'm really well, tired. Well, the nice thing out. is once they become the age that they are now, they just spend most of their time in their room and ignore us. Right. So as right. opposed to your daughter who wants attention all the time. Sure does. Daddy, pay attention to me. Me, me, me. Sure does. Now they, uh, they're just like, leave me alone. So it's really nice that way. Uh, so Supreme Resort just did an episode on the Rosen Crown, which is the restaurant in Epcot in England in Epcot versus Lamplight Lounge, which is in uh, California Adventure, California Adventure. California. So uh, DCA, as they call California it. California so is over bankrupt there. in California, California. <laughs> so it's over there. So the, uh, they have a fun show. They have another um, the Supreme Resort, they also have, what's that other one that they do? Puny Pod is a great one. That's all about Marvel. So if you're as big a fan of Marvel as we are Star Wars, you should check out Puny Pod. They talk all about Marvel. And then the Supreme Resort guys also have Scraping the Vault, which is their review of the straight-to-DVD, straight-to-video Sequel movies that Disney used to create so before just, they had Disney Plus. I'm just giving the the sound effects to the people not watching at home, so yes. they can hear the stirring action. The stirring. Now this is Nick stirring. We've got so I've got the rum chata, the Malibu, and the lemon juice in here. It's created like a milky, frothy like substance. It sure has. Uh, I'm not gonna lie; it reminds me of the uh, laxative that they serve at the end of Three Ninjas. <laughs> uh, if anyone remembers that cinematic classic from the '90s. So what I'm supposed to do now is stir. Well, it's supposed to be shaken, but, you know, we here at Banthamo Podcast, we, we keep it fancy. And we, yes, we, we stir, stir not shaken. Right, and then I'm going to I'm gonna pour it. I'm going to strain it. By, Somehow. By doing this. Here's what I'll do right here. He's got fancy. Here, I got this. Listen, I This was, is what happens when you're not a real bartender. Hey, you watch your mouth. Uh, I'm sorry. How dare or you? when you come to my house where I don't have right How bartender stuff. That's that right. I'm not a real bartender. Oh, All right, hold on. I see what Nick's trying to do here. Through the microphone and yeah, the camera and the laptop, right he's trying to. Oh dear, this will be a mess. He's trying to use two different cups 
so that the ice cubes get caught in the one cup, but the liquid comes out in the other cup, and he's trying to get it to go into the glasses that we're drinking. <laughs> it is not working not, at all. I'm just going to do this. It's just pouring everywhere. I'm just going to do this. Yeah, just do that with the ice cubes in it. That's fine because it's supposed to pour over ice cubes. There we go. Nick poured out the original <laughs> stuff. We're going to have to take a commercial break after we this. We didn't bring any. We didn't bring any paper towels <laughs> paper down here. Towels. We need to get some paper towels. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. So the next step while Rob goes to do that. Oh, we have tissues. That's fine. It's not that big of a mess. It's only, and I didn't get any of the important electronics. All right. So we've got this frothy milkiness. <laughs> oh, this is, this is what happens. People need to send this us more is. so we get better. We need a bigger yeah. uh, bartending budget. We need a whole bar down here. Oh, man. That should, that should be. Yeah. I mean, okay. All right. We just. <laughs> Yeah. Nick's like, oh, Rob, you can build a whole bar yeah, down that's here. exactly <laughs> what my thought was. Rob can now build something. Um, all right, so now I'm supposed to pour, top it with the club soda and the curacao, right? So right. two ounces and then half an ounce. So it's, I, I'm assuming that the uh, the curacao is more like a, a color-like effect, right? So yes. I'm going to pour a little bit of this first. Pour a little of the club soda here. first. Uh, I can't... We have this another here. person chatting... Uh, Caracal? Caracal. Caracal said uh, cinnamon toast crunch liquid earlier, and then they just said, it's funny, they have the same icon as Legalized Nuclear Bombs does. Interesting. That's very interesting. Now they said you could do cool tricks, I think, with all of their referring to your uh, pouring of the liquid that you could do cool tricks. Yeah, unfortunately... I'm not yeah. that guy. You're not that um, cool yet. And they just said, I am the same person. <laughs> shocking. All right. So now we top with Blue Curacao. So this is this is what we got, right? This frothy blue, delightful. Now half a shot of this should finish us off. Right. I'm going to put that on video so we can kind of see that happen. Okay. Right? And Nightingale, Night, Nighting, Nightingale. Nightingale Art says that she, they want you to uh, do some cool tricks with the cups and the glass. So you got to throw it over your shoulder like, yeah, there you go. Except the Woo! microphone's the microphone's way in the... Okay, you got it now. All right. There so we go. We're going to pour over. Let's see how this looks in the camera. Oh, because that's what that... Yes, because the... Oh, uh, look at that. Very at cool. That color it's change. like blue is like... Um, permeating. Permeating down into the, into the uh, white... Like Milky that. part. Yeah, very right. cool. A little bit of that. There we go. All right, there Rob, go. I'm going to send this your way. All right. Put that right there. All right. Get myself curse out up. Okie dokie. So you should send us more of these, you know, yes. so that we can. Well, except they didn't send us. We found, oh, it says looks very pearly. 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 Yes, it's very nice. Like Pearl, uh, Mr. Krabs' daughter, who happens yeah. to be a whale. Hey, That's let's right. See. Here we go. And he's a crab <laughs> and she's <laughs> a whale. Oh, yours is better. You think? The second oh. time through. It is getting, I like the way it's definitely getting uh, nice and bluer as it goes all the yeah, way down. Yeah, yeah, and you can let it, like I don't even want to drink it, it looks so pretty. No, it does look so pretty. What happens if I just give it a little shakey-wakey? Shakey-shake. Shake and bake. All right, hear that, y'all? Maybe yeah. maybe next time I could do the shake and you could do the bake, but then how would I win? <laughs> well, uh, but I Ricky win Bobby, don't you put that, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> All right. Don't forget the cheers, they said. Yes. Che- cheers, cheers. prayer. Cheers. To, to many blue dreams. Blue of dreams heaven. of drinks, yes. That's not bad. 
I like it. That's rather refreshing, actually. Let me get another. It is rather refreshing. I like it. Like the coconut in there, the blue stuff in there. Yeah, the coconut mixed with the, I forgot about the coconut, but the coconut mixed with the lemon, it's Mm -hmm. really refreshing. It is. And you, by moving your computer, the plug came undone for the camera. Oh, it's back. Yeah, I I left and came back, so we should be all set. Okay, we're good now. All right. I like it. Yeah, I would would drink this again. Would you turn it into an ice cream, though? An ice cream. Hmm. If if the alcohol would freeze. What, is that what someone asked? Yeah, someone just asked, would you turn hmm. it into an ice cream, though? I could uh, I could see this as a, as a nice frozen treat for the Almost for the like, um, I know you're not a big, uh, you haven't been to Disney in a long time. It's but been a minute. The, uh, like the Dole Whip, because of the coconut that I'm tasting. Yeah. I feel like this would be like a good uh, going along with the Dole Whip drink. What's a Dole Whip? Pineapple um, ice cream uh, with, uh, like, pineapple juice and stuff. Hmm. It's very delicious. I'm, like, liking this more and more. Yeah, you get it by the tiki room. This would be perfect for it. If we had tiki glasses, it would be even better. Next time. But, yes, the so the Rex on the Beach, thanks to our good friend Jason at... The Sin City Bartender. The Sin bartender. City Bartender. Oh, yeah. So if he actually uh, sent this to us, we could thank him for it. But since he didn't and won't talk to us, we're just going to say uh, mean things about him. Uh, we're just going to keep making a lot of his drinks because he has a lot of different Star Wars-themed drinks. So we're going to do a whole bunch of different Star Wars-themed drinks from my man Jason in Sin City Bartender. So thank you very much. All right, that's our drinks. Let's, um, let's take a quick break now. And then we'll come back. I have a little bit of news, and then we can get into our good main topic, the dark saber, the dark saber, and some people who are Mandalorians as well. So we will be right back after this commercial break. Bam. There we Bam. go. That always re- reminds me of like driving home from New York when I was like eight years old in the backseat of my dad's Toyota Corolla on the Garden State Parkway for two hours listening to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> like, like I, I have distinct memories of AM radio uh-huh. when I was a kid Sounding on my like way that. home. I'm just yeah. like that. Boom. And then, and then it's just like, oh, time then, for the news and the weather. And now the news yeah. on the sevens. Exactly. Sevens, yes. nines, and elevens. <laughs> um, speaking of the Garden State uh, Parkway, you... I may have been just slightly too young for this, but I never went there. It's all the way up. was all the way up in Vernon. Did you go to Action Park ever? I did not, but I have heard of Action Park. Okay. Action Park. They, they did a um, documentary on it years ago, uh, maybe five or six years ago, called Class Action Park. It was Park. very dangerous, right? It was extremely yeah. dangerous. I think um, Pagan watched that documentary. Yeah, so I watched it years ago when it came out the first time. I forget what it was on, but it was just on Discovery Channel again, so I recorded it and watched it again. And Sherry came downstairs. She's like, why are you watching this? This is like the hundredth time you've watched it. I'm like, no, it's only like the second. But I was watching it because it just reminded me of my youth, even though I never went to Class Action Park. Just everything that they talked about, like two kids talked to, who lived nearby, how they just one day they just got on their bikes and they rode there. They spent the whole day at the park and then they rode their bikes home and their parents never knew anything about it. 
Yep. Nowadays, like if my kid's not home for five minutes, I'm checking find You're my a, find my find kid. My kid you, got, you know, and you got and, the the uh, Apple tag sewed into their backpacks. So, yeah, and stuff. you know, yeah. so it's like so I know where my kid is at all times. Where uh, I guess you you didn't. When did you get your first cell phone? Uh, I was in high school when I got my first. cell okay, phone. Okay, so you so. had a lot of freedom all the way up until then. Yeah, as well. and I lived on LBI, so like. Especially in the winter, like there was no one there. Right. I would just get on my bike and I could be anywhere on the island. Anywhere 18 on the miles island. up and down. You know, I was pretty much anywhere. But like, you know, I'd be t- home by a certain time. I, yeah. I'm old enough that I can still remember like hearing my mom scream my name uh-huh. to tell me to come home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. at the front door. That was the same thing at five o'clock. I would always hear Bobby Reggie from. Yeah, that was my name as a kid. And I uh, keep telling Pagan that you were Bob for a while and she's like, no. Well, and why? Why is he not? I think just because he's not. He just yeah. Someone called him Rob. Yeah, someone. And I said, no, oh, I like yeah. that. Well, <laughs> She's like, he just uh, he just assumed this new identity. I just assumed, yeah, like a that. whole new identity. I was just the suddenly, <laughs> suddenly this new person, Rob. Um. So yeah, and it was like they talked about how you know as a kid, you know, eight o'clock. Just as long as you're home by eight o'clock, it doesn't matter when the when the lights, street lights right. come on, you're at your home. Yep. And your parents didn't. They didn't know anything. They didn't yep. care. You know. So it was. It it's was funny crazy. though because I. You know, I, I'm more and more I'm watching TikTok videos anymore, which is like annoying. But like Reddit is like there's this whole blackout on Reddit going on. And I just get bored of watching the same thing. Anyway, on TikTok, I'm, I'm seeing all sorts of stuff about like your generation, Gen X. Yes. The lost generation. The lost generation. Uh, and talking essentially about how like, yeah, our parents didn't care about our mental health and well-being. They didn't like, and it's like, yeah, that they, they didn't though. No, <laughs> you're right. No, That's like a hundred. And and one of them was like, yeah, they were too busy dealing with the, you know, the, uh, uh, what the PTSD from the Vietnam War and so yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> and it not the millennial like older millennial as as much as Gen X, but like I feel like when cell phones right. were like a thing. And like internet was a thing, that's when all that really changed. Yeah. But like I, you know, I'm at least old enough where I remember when we got a computer. Yeah. When we got internet, you know. Yeah. Uh, I like I remember I did a report in tenth grade, and I forget I wrote something down, and my dad was like, "Yeah, that doesn't sound right." I'm like, "No, that's what it said in the encyclopedia that was at the library." He goes, "No, go Britannica it." Yeah. And and so I was like, "Take me back to the library because I know that's what it says." I doesn't make sense but i know you couldn't so, prove him wrong instantaneously you had to go i to had the to library. go to the library so he drove me all the way back to the library i opened it up sure enough i was wrong and that was that but like nowadays you know the kids do that in they five tell seconds siri to do it. they siri does it for yeah, you or yeah. chat, chat gpt, GPT does yeah. it for you yes all right so some news news, uh, news news not based off of class action lawsuit Bummer. But uh, the Star Wars submersible now in no, Ooh, no, no a little too early no. now. At, um, what's the hotel at now at a uh, Galaxy's, Galaxy's Edge? Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, go on. <laughs> so speaking of Galaxy's Edge, they have two new things for Star Wars fans. Hooray. Some yes. Two new things to buy. To yes. Two new Disney souvenirs are must haves for a visit to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Here this we go. is from all ears. Which, right away, you know that it's just like All clickbait. Oh, but yeah. anyway, there's a new backpack that says Star mm-hmm. Wars on it, and it has two lightsabers. It's cute. Like it has two lightsabers built in that you can no, use like to kill people? No, like sewn on to the flap that says Star Wars. Oh. 
It's just a brown. So let me guess, 120 bucks. Uh, does it even say? Uh, it's, it's got fun retro lightsabers printed on the flap, and it comes with a tiny Darth Vader keychain. Very 90s indeed. Um, of course, the website doesn't tell you how much these two things That's are. That's how they get you. And then the other one is the Ezra Bridger's Legacy Lightsaber. Ooh, is it like a like a <laughs> the blaster one? Uh, no, I wish they rad. had the blaster one. Yeah, that would be rad. It's the one in the last season when right. it didn't have the blaster Which anymore. Which is like just a generic It looks lightsaber, very right? close to Luke Skywalker's yeah. lightsaber. It's, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so whatever. But that's now theirs. You can get that. So that's the first uh, silly news that I found. Now, um, do they have a Dooku lightsaber, I wonder? Like, I'm trying to think if they have they actual, like... do. Oh, man. I only um, have the one. I gotta get on it. Well, we're going back one. this summer. Okay, well... Lightsabers at Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah, so we are going back. So if you want me to pick up another lightsaber I for might, you, I might. I will do that. Last time they um, didn't have the Ahsoka ones. No. Uh, price the Legacy lightsabers. Okay, so the beginning of this article, most prized possessions, Jedi and Sith, Darth Vader, Mace Windu, Luke Skywalker, and more. Okay, update, Cal Kestis lightsaber. Okay, so that one's pretty interesting looking. Um, Ugh, God, I want to play that game so bad. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, it doesn't say Ahsoka's lightsaber, Ahsoka dual lightsabers, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi's, a th- legacy... Box set of Obi-Wan Kenobi Legacy Lightsabers. Three different Obi-Wan Kenobi Lightsabers. Huh. In one giant box. Costs at $592. Sure, why not? And is a limited edition of 3,000 units produced. Because hmm. I want to spend $600 on lightsabers. Uh, Anakin Obi-Wan Battle. So they have a bunch of them. I think they have the one that you were asking about. Dooku. Dooku, yes, I think they did. I'm just trying to think of ones that are like unique and like because like Dooku's is is like a curved hilt, yeah, and like Ahsoka's had a different style to it, and even like uh, Cal Kestis, I think his had like a different sort of style to it too. So I'm just wondering because like the I don't know the the blaster one would be so cool, but like the other Ezra one just kind of seems like, oh, it's a reskin of one they already had in production. It's you know? very close like, to it, yeah. Yeah, I would have rather have the blaster one. Yeah. That would have been really cool if they had the blaster uh, lightsaber one. All right. Oh, well. Did you know, Nick, that the, all the Disney movies are all changing release dates? I including heard, the three Star Wars movies that I are coming heard that out? there was pushed back. Yes. So here's the deal. Uh, among the highlights of the overhaul is the live-action Moana Ugh, will be great, released. All the live-actions have gone so well. They're, they've all gone so well. June 27th, 2025. So apparently for the Moana one, I heard that The Rock is going to be came, to, yeah, came to Disney and said, we need to do this because his last movie that he did was, was such a bleh that he's like, I need something good. So everybody loved the first Moana, so I'll do it again in live-action form. Um, but what was the last movie he did? I can't remember. Uh, it was some. I don't even know. I don't want to know. Jungle Cruise. No, that, that one was okay, I but it was one. like a non-Disney movie that went like didn't go over very well. I think it was before the, um, before the, uh, race car X movie. Oh yeah. Uh, The Rock. Black Adam. Black Adam. Thank yes. You. Thank you. Yeah, yes. Crackle in our. In our there we go. Chat. Yes. Yep, thank Black you. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Black I, Adam wasn't a big. I heard success. that was not so bueno. Yeah. 
I didn't mind it, but it was just like okay, generic. Like I, it was very generic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did see the latest Flash movie. Yeah. Which I liked. Yeah. I thought it's it was a shame. W- he's such a weirdo. Yeah. It's he totally went nuts afterwards, and it was supposed to come. The weird thing about it was because it was supposed to come out a while ago before he went nuts, and now right. they're like shelved it until like people forgot about it. But like the Batman's in it because he goes back in time and forward in time and right. different things like that, and he changes time. So the first Batman that you meet is um, the uh, is it Michael Keaton? Is that the one that Michael, Michael Keaton's, Keaton's in? in it? Okay, and that's out now. That's out now. That. Yes, it's good. But the first one that you meet is not Michael Keaton, but it's uh, Ben Affleck. Okay, which since Ben Affleck, there was another Batman movie with, with uh, the vampire Robert guy Pattinson. Robert Pattinson in it. So it was kind of weird that they completely forgot all about Robert Robert Pattinson, but it's because they filmed it before the Robert Pat Robert Pattinson. Easy for you to say. And I think that they specifically did that one like out of the DC universe, like that mm-hmm. one. They tried to like avoid any of that. So yeah, but there was a lot of cameos. There was a lot of DC cameos in it. Right. So I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, so I I would definitely recommend go seeing it, know. even though the Flash Kid now went nuts. Yeah. Anyway, so Deadpool 3 has now moved up from November 8th, 2024 to May 3rd, 2024. Oh. So they moved that earlier. Sure. Untitled Star Wars movie is debuting on December 18th, 2026. That one sounds awesome. It, I can't wait. Yeah, that one's going to be amazing. So good. I mean, uh, I, I like saw... that they're not teasing too much. You know, they're not giving away a whole lot of the plot <laughs> info. Uh, I hate that's my least favorite thing about movie theaters. It's like they, they when give they give the everything away. Yeah. When Just you... enough to keep you interested here. I remember seeing the two and a half minute trailer for uh, Free Willy 2, which told you the entire storyline of what happens in the hour what? and a half. It's the same. Name is Free Willy one. Yeah, it was so bad. But anyway, uh, so Star With Wars more is Michael Jackson <laughs> is debuting on December eighteenth, twenty twenty six. Avatar three has shifted to December nineteenth, twenty twenty five. I still haven't even seen the second Avatar. It was good. I was not a fan of the first one. Oh, I love the fine. first one. It was so long, and the, and the second one was long as well. And they already filmed the third one. They filmed yeah, them they together filmed it at the same time. Yeah. Um, and Avatar four is now December twenty first, twenty twenty nine. Jesus. Yeah, they already have the date. That's gonna. That's you know, it's twenty twenty three right now. Let's let's check in in a couple of years. No way, it's releasing on that date. Well, then Not Avatar Five will be released on December nineteenth, twenty thirty one. No, I'm getting tickets now. I'm no, getting it tickets won't. right now. <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the uh, the Regal Cinemax or whatever. In, uh, it'll in, be it'll be a different name me, by there. Yes. I would like to uh, <laughs> reserve some tickets for next decade for, for Avatar Five in twenty thirty one. The final Avatar movie is coming out 22 years after the original 2009 movie, if it comes out on that date. Which it won't. Other changes, Marvel reshuffling, Captain America, Brave New World is moving from May 3rd to July 26th, uh, 2024, which is then delaying Thunderbolts to December 20th, Blade to February. Blade. Blade. Is it like the same Blade or are they bringing back Wesley Snipes? Blade in quotes. It's probably going to be a CGI Wesley Snipes. Uh, I don't know. Apparently Blade is like what really like sent the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like that's like the first thing that like. Yeah. Like the the Michael Keaton Batman is what started superhero movies. But the Blade one is what really like set set Marvel in Uh action. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't even under the Marvel. It was like 
Sony or whatever. Remember the old uh, movie with Billy Zane, Spawn? Yes. Oh, I loved that as a kid. Yeah, and do you remember the, um, I mean, it wasn't, it, it was a little bit before, but um, who was the motorcycle guy that his head was a oh, flaming uh, skull? Oh, Nicolas Cage played Nicolas him. Cage uh, played Hell... him, yeah. Was it Hellraiser? Hellrider. Hellrider or something, whatever. But anyway, that was a good one, too. Blank Man is still my favorite superhero movie of all time. Do you remember Blank Man? Yeah, I love Marlon Wayans. When, and his was that the one that his mask was changing? No, that's the Rorschach guy. That's from uh, that's the Watchmen. Oh, the Watchmen. Blank Man is like from the nineties, where he's like a ridiculous superhero. I think it's Marlon Wayans. <laughs> was it kind of like um, what was the one with the bowler? There was another like bad. They were like dumb superheroes. It, it was dumb superheroes for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't remember a bowler. Though. One of them, his name was the Bowler. My friend Rick. And Josh in high school, they would write all of these dumb comics with um, just stupid superheroes. And then when that movie came out with the bowler. Mystery Men. Mystery Men. When Mystery Men came out, I remember Rick saying to Josh, dude, they stole our idea. And I was it's, like, yeah, but they actually like went through with it where you, you had an idea but never did anything with it. So that was 1999. Uh, it was actually Damon Wayans, Blank Damon Man. Damon Wayans. 1994. Uh, after his grandmother is killed in a mafia hit, Daryl fashions a bulletproof overcoat to wear over red long johns, becoming Blank Man, a superhero without any superpowers, <laughs> save some inventive tinkering skills. There you go. Uh, yeah, that it, was a hell like, of a movie. It's like poor man's Batman. It's got 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you got to watch that. It's one of that. those cult classics. Cult you know, classics, like. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's almost like, uh, what was Shaq's movie? Oh, Shazam or Kazam? Shazam, Kazam, Kazam, Kazam. Yeah. I always mix it up, but yeah. I actually liked that movie a lot. I That's a so funny. Then. You were a kid then, so yeah. you... Well, Shaq. that was like, Dude, Where's My Car? I think is the worst movie of all time. For sure. It, it, I love telling... We, we used to do like a thing with... Uh, we would like sort movies in like a Google Sheets in my class. And uh, I used to tell the kids, you can't use this movie because a movie has to be at least 90 minutes long. And Dude, Where's My Car comes in with credits at like 86 minutes. Yep. I was like, it's not even a full movie. I just remember like, because I, I was in high school when that movie came out. I, I remember it distinctly because it was like this weird thing where they like couldn't find their car. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there were aliens and like a giant woman in a bikini. Yeah, like, they were abducted by girls city. in a van. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then it was just ridiculous. And then at one point I remember very specifically because the, they were the thing they were, the MacGuffin they were looking for was the continuum transfunctioner. I don't even remember this. Um, the stuff that's in my head. And and the, the aliens say, I will now use the power of the continuum transfunctioner to banish you to Hoboken, New Jersey. That's something that's, that's very that's specifically stuck out in my head. That is so funny. Continuum uh, transfunction. I don't remember like important stuff. No, but I remember like, the I MacGuffin don't, from Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah, you don't know what your checking account number is, but you know that that whole yeah. sentence from okay. from the worst movie of all time. All time. Uh, okay, so Thunderbolts Blade to February fourteenth, Valentine's Day, twenty twenty five. It's a good Valentine's Sorry, Day. Sorry, I'm just thinking about the scene where they get the tattoos. Do you remember what they are? <laughs> what does mine say, <laughs> dude? dude put them on mine. Sweet. No, but what does mine say, <laughs> dude? dude. It really was the worst movie. It of was all the worst. Yes, oh my God. and it was like I said, it was eighty-six minutes long, and ten of it was them saying "dude", dude and, and sweet, sweet back yeah. and forth. Yeah, uh, Fantastic Four to May fifth. The Avengers Kang Dynasty is getting pushed back an entire year from May second, twenty twenty-five. Ghost Rider, by the way. Ghost Rider. Thank that's you. what it was. Yeah. Yes, to May first, twenty twenty-six. 
It's taking place at the Avengers Secret War, which is jumping from May 1st, 2026 to May 7th, 2027. And then there's another Star Wars film in December 2026. It means that two movies set in a galaxy far, far away will be released in that year. A separate Star Wars movie has been pushed from December 19th, 2025 to May 22, 2026. So in 2026, we will have two Star Wars movies, both untitled. And then in December 17th, 2027, we'll have a third untitled Star Wars movie. We'll see. We'll see. It's so, been a while since we've gotten a Star Wars movie. It has been a while. So that's why I'm very excited that they're actually saying that they're going to make Star Wars movies. Um, that guy, the wolf guy, who we're big fans of, who writes all the Star Wars TV shows. That guy. That guy. He's supposedly directing one of those three movies. So at least that one should be a good one. Yeah. So that's a Star Wars movies. Speaking of that real fast, before I ask you some questions of these Uh-oh. different polls that Uh-oh. websites have put out. Have you heard of the channels? Um, I was going to say Spike, but it's not Spike. Vice? Yeah. Okay. Did you know that Vice in 2022 had a six-part documentary about about Star Wars? I did the not. The original six movies? No. Oh, my God. It was the most amazing thing ever. I just... Somehow it showed up on Netflix for like one day for free. I don't know why. I don't know how, but it showed up in my Netflix feed. I started watching it. I, I don't have Netflix anymore because they started enforcing that. The uh, the password yeah. and, and all that other good stuff. Know. We still do. So I would share with you, but they probably they get, would not let me. They would not let you do it. You're anymore. not in the same house. Yeah. Um. So it showed up for one day. I, I was I put it on as I was going to sleep. I fell asleep and I was like, wow, this is really good. And then I tried to watch it again, and then I was like, you have to pay for it. So then I found it on, we have Comcast still, but it's on Comcast. If you can get uh, Vice somewhere, whatever your cable provider is, if you have a cable provider, if you can get Vice and you can watch it on Vice, it's it's free if you have Vice or whatever. So good. Yeah. It's like, not the dark side of Star Wars, but it's like the real making of Star Wars. It's right. not the Disney version where... Oh, Ewoks are great, and this and that, and everybody was happy, and blah, blah, blah. It was like, no, people weren't happy. George Lucas making the first one, directing it, uh, put so much pressure on himself that he had to go to the hospital. Yeah, Uh, He had, like, panic attacks. He wasn't sleeping and all this stuff. That's why he refused to direct the second one because it made him so sick. Right. He wrote the second one. He had other people help him. George Lucas's wife uh, gave the Star Wars, according to this documentary, gave Star Wars the heart and the soul that the first three movies have. Hmm. Um, so if you like all the good scenes, she's she was an editor. She went back and re-edited things and recut things and added extra depth to it and added extra uh, tension and all this stuff and made it really like amazing. They before she re-edited, they said like people watched the the editors cuts, the directors cuts. They were like, yeah, this is good. But then she re-edited. They're like, oh my god, this is amazing. Hmm. Um, so how long are, is each one? So each one's like an hour, and there's six episodes. The first two episodes are all about uh, a new hope. Mm-hmm. Then the third one is about Empire, and they talk about uh, was it Kirshner? Was the director of the second of the of Empire? I want to say Kirshner was his name. I could be wrong. Don't get, don't hate me. But it, George Lucas was then mad because 
his directorial style really came out mm -hmm. and people loved it. Right. And George hated it because they were like, oh, well, they just love him. They don't right. love Star Wars. They love the way he did it. But even with that, at the end of Empire, a lot of people were like, that's the ending? Right. Like, how, how can that? That's not happy, fun Star Wars. This is very down and, and a bleak ending. So then they were like, well, we have to do Return of the Jedi now. And then they did Return of the Jedi. And then everybody was then happy, like, oh, yay, they, the good guys win and stuff. But every single one of those movies, George's wife went back and re-edited them and made them so much better. She did one interview in like 77 and didn't do another interview until she did the interview for this. Yeah. And they, the director, there was a clip where he was talking to some other podcast or some YouTube show or whatever. And he was like, we sat down with a six-hour interview with her. And from the time I was a kid until now in 2021, when they, I guess they filmed it all because it came out in 2022. He's like, I was a big Star Wars fan and I would like try and do research and stuff. He's like, I would find like one thing every year, something new about Star Wars. He's like, listen to her interview. Every five minutes, she was dropping another bomb on us. And, right. and he's like, I didn't even hear what she said for five minutes at a time because I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe processing. you. Yeah, like processing what you just said five minutes ago. Right. And then here's another one. Bam. And here's another one. Bam. It's so good. Um, so uh, I'm trying to get I want to get uh, Marsha. Marsha Lucas is his first wife. Okay. So good. Yeah, I'll check oh it out. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it's on Vice. It's six episodes. It goes from uh, four, five, six, and then one, two, and three also. And if you, you know, one, two, and three, he they talk about a lot about how he really wanted to do all CGI. Right. And oh, the actors were, like, a little bit more confused and whatever. And, I mean, we've talked about it. It doesn't have the same feel that one, two, and three have. Sure. But George was so determined to do it, and he didn't have Marsha editing one, two, and three right. at that point. And you can definitely see a difference between the movies. And also, I mean, just with the, all the CGI stuff, because he was so enamored by the CGI, he was also building uh, Lucasfilm Ranch. Right. Skywalker um, Ranch. Skywalker Ranch all at the same time. So it's amazing. I watched all six episodes. It's so good. I highly recommend it. Uh, I wish I would have seen it a year ago when it first came out, but for whatever reason, I wasn't paying attention to hey Vice. Man, I learned about it today. Yeah. So there you go. So definitely, definitely watch it. It's a whole new level of Star Wars knowledge that you never had. Like, you hear the little things about how uh, Kenny Baker and R2-D2, R2-D2 and C-3PO, how they hated each other, right. whatever. They talk about that a little bit. One of the things that they were saying was Kenny Baker couldn't hear anything inside that, the R2-D2 yeah. suit. So while while uh, what's C three PO's real name? Uh, Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels is trying to talk to him. He couldn't hear him. Anthony Daniels couldn't hear him. So they just never talked on set, and that was one of the things that started to like cause their rift. Is they were like mad at each other because they couldn't hear what each other was saying, whatever. But there's so much in it. It's so like you need to watch it two or three times as a real Star Wars fan sure. to get everything. Because like like the guy said. Even the way they edited and put it together, you're every five minutes you're like, what, what, what? Yeah. Like it's it was so amazing. So, highly recommend that. Check that out, and uh, and that's that's my rant on that. So love it. Uh, Screen Rants website: Ten ways Star Wars outlaws. Did you hear about this new sh new game that's I coming did. out? It looks pretty interesting. It looks very interesting. Star Ten ways Star Wars outlaws is already. 
better than Jedi Survivor. Okay. And, I mean, you can't even play Outlaws yet, and we can't play Survivor because we don't have a PS5. All right, number 10, space travel looks more immersive. And I like some of these are like what you've seen in the previews for right. it. Yeah, because all we've gotten is a very small glimpse at what Outlaw... Of what Outlaws will be, yeah. yeah. Um, in whatever, in... Uh, I'm just going to go that through the That being said, in Survivor, space travel wasn't supposed to be immersive. It was supposed to be your fast travel from one planet to another. Right. You know, so, I think in Outlaw, they're specifically going for space travel being like a, a thing that you can do. And, so, and they also say, like, Outlaw is going to be the first... Um, uh, open world, open but it, world game, but, but it isn't. Star Wars Galaxies was an open world game. What's yeah, the other Star one? Star Wars: you, The Old Republic. The was Old Republic was, was an open, open world, world game. game. I think, I don't know, maybe because they were MMORPGs, right? And like MMOs are by virtue open world, I guess, but not like I guess what I guess what they mean. Like most video games have like there's a path, and there's you have to path. travel this path. Yeah, but like Star Wars Fallen. Fallen Order was kind of open world. Right. And they even said in this that like Jedi Survivor is kind of open world. You can veer off of the path a little bit, but not very far and go uh, anywhere. It's not, it's certainly not as open world as like Elden Ring or like Zelda has been the last, uh, the tears of the kingdom or breath of the wild. Um, it's certainly not as, as open world as that. Yeah. But like, you know, the old Republic and galaxies were open were as we're, open world as it gets. Yeah. I you mean, know, like you could do, you could just stand in Star Wars galaxies and dance and dance. And that's your, that's your whole thing. That's your whole thing. You just stand there and dance and for hours on end and talk to and people. They do. And they did. <laughs> and they did. And they loved it. And people yeah. loved it. All right. So space travel looks more immersive as 10. Number nine, Nix is way cuter than BD one. So Nix is apparently, the droid, your, I guess he's like a little, I don't know. I was going to say a puppet, uh, a little creature animals, your sidekick. Okay. Number nine, or number eight, the wanted system. So this is incorporating an interesting feature straight out of Grand, like Grand Theft, Theft Auto. Auto right? yeah. Star Wars Outlaws will have a wanted system that tracks the player's nefarious deeds across the galaxy. I was actually thinking about this. We, I'm reading you know, the, uh, the Bounty Hunter books, and <laughs> um, towards the end of the second book, the third book's title is um, Hard Merchandise. Okay. Uh, which is what they call when you get a bounty of a person who doesn't want to cooperate or, or right. afraid that they're hard merchandise. In the second book, they say the words hard merchandise three dozen times. Right. I'm like, okay, I get I it. Get the it, third yeah. book is hard mer- I get. I get it already. Oh, my God. You're, you're killing me with this. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so I just <laughs> seeing this, it just reminded me of that. Uh, Jedi Sukal's status as a living Jedi makes him an outlaw on his own right. It would never have worked due to the gamer's linear structure and closed off areas. So the wanted I'm, area is going to be... Uh, yeah. So again, back to like the type. I guess... Because you're right, there are spots in the game that are unaccessible until later in the game. But that's mm-hmm. more because Survivor and Fallen Order are Metroidvania class style games. You know, like where you're supposed to like see something you can't do and then come back later when you've unlocked a skill that you can do that it. That you can't but, do it then? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Anyway, and, and oh, that's what I was getting uh, the, with the wanted system. Like, bounty hunters are awesome in Star Wars, but in real life, they would be like motorcycle gangs. Yeah. Like, they're like not... Dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, like, dog... Like, <laughs> they're, they're not people that you would really want to hang out with, but in Star Wars, you'd, like, want to find out more about them. Yeah. You know, like the Mandalorian, like Din Jaren. You're like, oh my god, he's so cool, but he's like, 
he would be like the leader of of a of a biker gang yeah. in, in real life and in, in, in you know world in our world. Yeah. Uh, no more tired. Good versus evil Jedi stories. Yeah, I, I think we've been talking a little bit about the desire for less black and white, good yeah. evil sort of stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, number six, the morality system and player choice. Star Wars Outlaws will borrow from another Rockstar series, Red Dead Redemption. Did mm-hmm. you play that? Uh, it was, it that was, was my so COVID game. Okay. Red Dead Redemption 2 mm-hmm. was like, I got it as soon as COVID hit, and like I buried so many hours in there. I like lived in that game okay. for a while. It was, it's a good game. It's and amazing. You, like when you play that much in that short period of time, like you just start thinking that way yep. the whole time. Like, yep. Yeah. And it was just like, it's the sort of game... It's it's one of the best games ever made, I think. Red Dead Redemption Two, um, and I've I've told a couple of people to play it, and they haven't liked it because you really have to like want like you can do anything in that yeah. game. Like there's so much like the interaction between people. You can rob people. You can like as terrible as it sounds. I would like tie people up and like just leave them somewhere. Like see you <laughs> yeah. later, dude. See you later, like, dude. It's just yeah. silly, silly stuff. Uh-huh. Like you you go hunting, you go fishing. Like there's there's yeah you have it's... to eat. Like there's all sorts of stuff. And like for peak COVID, like that was like. March 2020, I was just like, oh, my God, this is everything. Yeah, you could spend, like, hours just hunting bears. Yep. You know? And then, like, oh, I'll go back to the main storyline now. Yep. Oh, I don't want to do the main storyline now. I'll go over here, and I'll set up a little camp over here, and I'll try and rob people as yep. they will go by me or whatever. Yep. Yeah. I'm hoping we get a little bit of that in this game. I hope so, too. Player freedom is number five. There's a little bit of freedom to Star Wars Jedi Survivor, but the game is essentially linear. Players have some choice in terms of which planets they want to visit first, but there's only a handful of them. And in the true first true open world Star Wars game, the players will probably be able to travel wherever in the galaxy they want, whenever they want. It's an ambitious concept, and if executed right, will make Outlaws extremely immersive. Number four, stealth. Jedi Survivor didn't have a stealth system, although it did reward players for surprise attacks. Cal frequently finds himself sneaking around groups of stormtroopers, so some kind of stealth stance would have made sense yeah that would be yeah a stealth stance would have been good i have again i haven't played survivor so i don't know what improvements they made yeah. on fallen order but uh number three more populated cities jedi survivor has beautifully designed environments surpassing fallen order in terms of their scale and branching paths however much of the game still takes place in barren ruins one of my and i get this one one of my least favorite things about video games one of my favorite things i should say about video games is npcs like yeah. when a place feels like alive and like you can interact with people and make choices that affect things. Like, have you ever played Mass Effect? No. So the Mass Effect games are amazing. They're, okay. They're RPG games that, and it's like uh, Star Wars: uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Right. Where not the Old Republic, which was the MMO version, but the one with Revan. Right. Where again, you'd go to a place and there's all these NPCs around, and some of them are just there to say, "Hey, what are you doing? Go away." <laughs> go away. But others, like you can interact with, and they have interesting dialogue and like you can talk to them and you might see them later um and i was really hoping for that in jedi survivor or jedi fallen order i should say um and in most games i play anymore like like elden ring for example that's one of my most my biggest complaints about is that like there are some npcs but like i want to go somewhere and have like like people drinking at the bar you know right what I mean? yeah. like that's what red dead redemption had they had uh-huh. people who would be at the bar and sometimes they'd be drunk and sometimes they'd pick a fight with you you know what i mean that yeah. interaction and that, that interaction sort of level with, yeah. of of like immersion so yep. i i get that one a lot yeah all right number two space combat a feature central to many star wars video games ad- adaptation is that of space combat um and that i guess in star wars jedi survivors 
unfortunately, the player doesn't do any spaceship piloting, let alone fighting in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Right. Star Wars Outlaws, however, will have feature space combat centers around K's signature ship, the Trailblazer. And then number one, K's speeder. The main character's name is K, by the way. I figured as much. Yeah. Uh, she has a speeder bike. It's kind of like a like a motorcycle. Oh, vroom, vroom. But it's, you know, floats instead of has tires. Hey, man. Every and time I'm on that bad boy outside, I'm thinking, all right, this ain't a this ain't a bike. I'm on I'm on Endor right you're now. You're you're on Endor. You're on your own uh, uh, speeder. I'm thinking bike. of like what yeah. I would think is like a a nine year old. Uh huh. Like if I man, I'm gonna have a motorcycle. Yeah, it's great, man. That's <laughs> at, that's <laughs> look, that's <laughs> mailing into people. Yep. But I'm playing that swoop uh, swoop gang level of Shadows of the Empire. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, yep. It's so the number one number one for them is that the speeder will actually get you around places where with Jedi Survivor you do a lot of just regular running. Yeah. So uh, Destiny is a game that I played a lot. Me and Bill actually played an awful lot of it. <laughs> we've been very sad for years because we feel like if they would just do the exact game Destiny, but do it Star Wars, mm-hmm. it would be the best game ever. Because Destiny was this great space combat. It was like it was made by the same people who made Halo, uh, Bungie. Okay, uh, and it was a first-person shooter, and it had awesome gun mechanics. Like the the feel was just amazing, and the movement was amazing. Um, and they had classes like a warlock class, and so, so like you had powers. So it was essentially, it like could have if if Star Wars just took exactly that and did that, it would be amazing. Um, and one of the big things they had in Destiny was when you get to a world, you had what was essentially a speeder bike. Okay. Um, and it, it was a great way of getting around each planet. Um, so yeah, I, I could get down. I could get down with that. There you go. Um, Crackle A sparrow. Is, I think it was called a sparrow. Okay. Crackle's commenting a lot. So you want to, um, they're talking to you is a lot that happens in BOTW and Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, so and then you see your bike is amazing. It so is. Whatever. Um All right, so that was that. Now. This is a fun one from the Hollywood Reporter. Star Wars 20 memorable quotes from the iconic films. So you tell me a quote and I'll tell you if it's in the top 20. Okay, go on. You're going to tell me a Star Wars quote. And you want me to do it. And I'll, you tell me the quote, and I'll tell you if it's in the top 20. So think of any quote that they have. I am your father. I am your father. Yes, is in here. It is number five. No, I am your father is number five memorable quote. Do or do not, there is no try. Do or do not, number six, there is no try. May the force be with you. May the force be with you is numero uno. I figured as much. Yeah. Um, and there's twenty. There's twenty. Twenty of them. quotes. Uh, it's a trap. It's a trap. Is in there. That is number seven. Uh, let's see. So far, you're doing well with the top ten. <laughs> Chewbacca. It's got to be on there, right? It's got to be. <laughs> it's not on there. Uh, see, right away, that's obviously not a good, yeah. a good article. <laughs> if they don't have that one on there, we should just flush this Forget one down it. the Forget it. Just trash Going list. on to the next one. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, man, see now. Okay, I, give me one more, and then I'll tell you the rest of them. Okay, hold on. I got to think of a... I mean, I'm thinking of... Like... Uh, Okay, I'll give you two characters, and you tell me the quote. Okay. Okay, Princess Leia Han Solo. I love you, I know. I, perfect, that's number four. Yeah. All right. Um, this one's a little tough. Obi-Wan, hello there. Hello there, yeah. yeah. Okay, that, I should have <laughs> known that. That's like a meme at this point. I should have known that. Uh, the one that like 
every single person on the show has said at least once. Oh, uh, I have a bad feeling. About I have this. a bad feeling sure. about this. Yes, very good. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was two. Uh, you said it's a trap already, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was seven. Uh, okay, this one is tough. It was the blind um, Jedi Force. Sensitive. Okay, I'm the I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. Correct. Yeah. That All is number right. yeah. eight. Very good. This one. Was, oh, how about? Uh, I'm just. I'm so dumb. Uh, this is the way. Has got to be on there, right? This. Oh, these are from the oh, movies. Oh, from the movies. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so this one's a little tough. This one, spoken by Jin Erso in Rogue One, this line uh, Revolutions are built on hope. Yep, re- revolutions are, re- rebellions, rebellions are built, are built on, on hope. hope. Yeah. Right, that's number nine. Number, ta- number ten, some guy, he wasn't really that big of a focal point. He wore a black costume all the time. but I think I know who you're talking about. He said it to... Everybody who was underneath him at least once, I find... I find your lack of faith disturbing. Yes, yeah. very good. That's number 10. Uh, this is... Um, I feel like I'm playing $10,000 Pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Obi-Wan says this to a bunch of stormtroopers. Oh, you uh, you don't need to see that on vacation. Uh, <laughs> these aren't the droids you're looking <laughs> these for. These aren't the droids you're <laughs> looking for. Very good. Uh, Princess Leia says it... As she's playing with R2-D2. Oh, uh, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. The, uh, you're my only hope. Very good. Excellent. God, I don't know how I missed uh, this. This one is tough because it's a little green guy. I didn't even... I wouldn't have gotten this one in the top 20. But a little green guy, he says, Wars not make one great. Oh, okay. That was a tough yeah, one. Yeah, I remember that, but I would not have put that no. as a top quote. That's no, because he, he says a bunch of other great things. Yeah. That I would use re- over that one. Yeah, and that's a pretty. That's kind of like a th- I can hear him saying it, but like it, it's a pretty throwaway. I've never. Yeah, yeah I would have never put. That I've never quoted that line. Yeah. I've never. Words quoted, not make one great. Yeah, no. I have never quoted that line. I've never seen it on a T-shirt or nope. anything. So I think the Bantha Milk Podcast. That's it. Words not make one Words not make one great. W E O K Radio. Okay, two. Former friends say this while they're on a on a uh, lava planet. Oh, you were the chosen one. Uh, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. Keep going. Uh, uh, hey, go. Uh, one's talking. You about were meant to he, where he's standing. Oh, I have the high ground. That's yes. right. Yeah. Uh, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. Very good. Uh, Han Solo says this to C three PO. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, there I, go. I don't know if he said it once or more. He said than it once. several times. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, Princess Leia says this to Han Solo right before they kiss. She calls, she's mad at him, and she says that you are a... A scruffy-looking nerf herder. Yes, you're stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? Scruffy-looking. Medium-aged Anakin talks about one of the planets that he doesn't like. It's coarse and it's rough and it gets everywhere. And it's irritating and it gets everywhere. 17 is I don't like sand. Um, Oh, this is a good one from Natalie Portman says this. Uh, So this is how democracy dies. Thunderous applause. Very good. How liberty dies. Liberty dies. So close. That's good. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi says this one when they're looking at a map and uh, says everything is not always as, as as it seems, especially giant round floating objects in space that turn out to not be. Oh, it's a moon. It's no, it's no moon. That's no moon. Yes, I missed that one. 
Uh, uh, this is one of my favorite movies of the latest trilogy. Okay. The uh, seven, eight, and nine. I think it was seven. <clears throat> Harrison Ford says it to That's his. That's not count- how the force works. Nope, close. Oh, okay. Uh, he says it to his his hairy counterpart when they oh, you're find. Cold. No, nope. <laughs> when, <laughs> when they find the Millennium Falcon again and we're they home. come, Chewie, we're home. Uh, okay. I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, there wasn't much to cheer about the latest three, but that line. I, I remember really that liked. specific line from the trailer. Yeah. Because you could see, like, at this point, everyone was picking it apart and you could see in the background it was the Mount it Millennium was falcon. the Millennium falcon yeah like, <gasps> yeah that was number 20 chewy we're home we did a good job we could have gone on yeah. uh pyramid for that one i think so uh 10 best star wars characters not created by george lucas oh. are you ready for this i'm ready yeah and this is a lot of these are people that you like number 10 star killer yeah you like him yeah he was a good one number nine count kestis you like him great one great one number eight cash and andor we loved that mm-hmm. that series it was really good Number seven, Ray. Yeah, yeah, I like Ray. I liked Ray. I just I don't have a problem with Ray. People I, have a problem with Ray. I, just I don't didn't have love a problem. The yeah, and I just didn't like how she instead of being Palpatine, she said, "I'm Ray Skywalker." That yeah. was no, you're not. dumb. Shut up. No, you're not. Uh, number six, Kylo Ren with his bad I like attitude. Kylo. I love. I like Adam Driver. I love Kylo. When he was on Star, when he was on Star Wars, when he SNL. was on Saturday Night Live, yeah. <laughs> that was the best Kylo ever. <laughs> Yeah, but he's pretty cool, right? No, <laughs> I hear he. I hear he shredded. I hear, he's, I hear Kylo Ren's got a six pack. I hear he shredded. I hear he shredded. Dude, we all know you're Kylo. Number five, Din Djarin. Number four, Kanan Jarrus. I really like Kanan. Yeah. Number three, Revan. Revan, you're yeah. a big fan of Revan. A lot of lot of video game characters. Yes. Because uh, George didn't create any of the video games. Apparently not. Number two, some little guy named Kyle. Kyle, oh Kyle, yeah, or uh, Grogu, and Wait, number Kyle's one, Dinjarin. oh Kyle's Dinjarin. It's, Grogu uh, is Norman, Norman, yeah. Norman, yes, and number one, you're reading the books right now, Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn. So I'm on the second Thrawn book of the trilogy now, where it's back and forth between Vader and Anakin. Okay, uh, and you're 100 percent right. They do make Anakin look like an idiot. Yes, like they really like. And, and I don't know how much I love it. I mean, I, I do like the book, but, like, I always kind of thought of him as, like, a pretty intelligent dude. Yeah. But, like, I guess it makes sense when they're juxtaposing him with Vader because he clearly has a lot of those same mm-hmm. tendencies as Vader as he has with Anakin. Um, but, like, every now and then you're just like, you're dumb. Yeah. Like, I thought you were, I thought you were better than I this. I thought you were better than this. And the same thing with the Bounty Hunter Wars uh, books that I'm reading. Prince Zizor right. is his juxtaposition I guess would be in in these books right and the same thing like they get Prince Zizor to be like to get under Darth Vader's skin and like to get him angry and not as bad as General Thrawn really makes Darth Vader look like the only thing that he has going for him is that he can use the force on people other than that he's an idiot Um, but they definitely make Prince Zizor a little step ahead of him as well. Right. And, and I get, Oh, and they talk about that in the, uh, in that, uh, vice documentary. Cause we were talking about, you know, you, those books, the Thrawn books and the bounty hunter books all came out relatively the same time. Right. That's about the time that they really started before then, when the original three trilogies came out, they didn't have a lot of books to go along with it. Um, people wanted more star Wars and 83 return of the Jedi ended and then there was nothing, nothing right 
So then in 80, 85, 86, George Lucas said, oh, if I let people start writing books about Star Wars, then I can start producing more toys that go along with these sure books. Can. So in 85, 86, all of a sudden there's this resurgence of toys and books, and that's when all this Star Wars books start happening is in that era. And uh, that's why suddenly now we have all of these Star Wars books and I guess these authors wanted to make, you know, make their mark, and they made their mark by then making Darth Vader not be as cool as he was in the movies. Sure. Um, so yeah. So whatever. Um, oh, this is. I don't even. I don't want to talk about this other than the fact that uh, we may see Mara Jade coming up soon sure. in some time but this article from this trash website inside the magic is just horrible clickbait website the title is we may know when brie larson could appear as luke skywalker's wife in star wars so they're saying she would be the perfect fit to be mara jade why I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is she is she redheaded? No. no. Is she like a Star Wars fan? Probably like not. Yeah. Like... So she she says she's a huge Star Wars fan. Okay. Uh, but then you read the whole article, which we, I'm going through, and I'm like, I don't believe I'm actually doing this. I'll stop. I got to stop reading this. Whatever. They got you. They got me. But then at the very end, it says there has never been any confirmation from Larson, Disney, or Lucasfilm about bringing Mara Jade into Star Wars. And they, they can't stop there. They got, then have to go, but at this point, it feels akin to the John Krasinski and Richard Reed situation where the office star became so uniquely tied to the Fantastic Four character that his appearance in Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange sequel was as surprising as it was unsurprising. And I'm like, okay, you're just covering all your bases here by saying... We want her to be in it, but and, and if she is in it, then we're gonna take credit. We're gonna for take it, credit for it. it. Yeah. So um, I mean, I think they've left plenty of room for Mara Jade to like be a thing, right? You know, we we they have unfortunately like not touched Luke Skywalker. Like they've mm -hmm. they've been very hands off with the one yeah. character everyone has wanted so much more of. <laughs> um, but please give us more Luke Skywalker. No. Nah. <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they would have to drastically change it, obviously, because, like, she was introduced in the Thrawn books, the original Thrawn books. Right. Um, which took an entirely different route, an entirely different, like, there's no way you could make that same Thrawn book now because no. it's a completely different world. So. Yeah. Uh, I think they, especially since we know that Luke becomes a big, sad emo boy, um, <laughs> I think there is there's room for that. Um, and maybe, you know, oh, the Jedi Temple fell and Mara Jade was in there and Kylo killed Mara Jade. And that's why Luke's a big surly boy now and right. flew off to be on his own. So I guess it's possible. It's possible. But I anything's possible. You know, it's also possible that, like, you know, uh, Fred Flintstone will make an appearance. He but could because it was a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far, In a galaxy far, far, yeah, far, far away. But like, so, yeah. yeah. Why not? And, you know, um, not Kanan. What's the younger kid's name? Ezra. Yeah, Ezra. Ezra could just run through the time things and go get Fred Flintstone and bring him back. He's going to hop right into hop the, right the into world between worlds. The world between worlds, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, an hour into and it. that's how we get our Star Wars Hanna-Barbera crossover. Boom. Right there. Right there. Like, normally, it's Fred Flintstone meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Right. But no, 
And Scooby Doo? Nope. Not this anymore. is going to be Fred Flintstone meet Luke Skywalker. We got a whole new multiverse. Whole going new on here. multiverse. Take it. Going take on. that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Marvel. That's right, Marvel. You can't do anything with the Flintstones. But oh wait. Oh wait. They own Marvel, don't they? I guess it doesn't, really <laughs> I think matter. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> All right, so here's what I wanted to do a history of, and um, finally an hour into it, we're getting to it. The history of the Darksaber, as told by ChatGPT. Oh, oh, you had ChatGPT. See, had. now, why didn't I think of having ChatGPT <laughs> do my work for me? I came in here feeling like, oh, I didn't do what I needed to do. Nope. And so, Rob's like, oh, it's okay, I guess I'll do my okay. thing. It's okay, I'll just do my thing. Um, so I did get into a little bit more details, but... So what if, we, what if we told ChatGPT, like, ChatGPT, we need a 55-minute podcast on the Darksaber. Boom. Would it just make it for us? So, it, I mean, it did a pretty good job. It didn't give me 55 minutes, but it did give us a bunch of different things. Right. So, What do you got to say, Chat? The Darksaber. Peterson Tiller. <laughs> I figured that's his name. That's his name. His initials. Gregory. So there was a guy that I worked with at uh, when I worked at Best Buy. His first name was Greg. I forget what his middle name was, but his last name started with D. But his middle name started with O. His initials God. were God. I love it. He's like, my initials are God. I was like, that is the most amazing thing ever. Yep. Your parents are geniuses. Yep. Uh, so anyway, the Darksaber is a unique and ancient lightsaber. <laughs> Sorry. Can you imagine him like buying a house and having to initial all these things? <laughs> G -O -D. God. G -O -D. God. G -O -D. <laughs> you better not back out of this freaking... <laughs> Oh boy. If if you back out of it, God lightning. will lightning, <laughs> lightning. I'm just telling you. Okay. All right. So the, the dark, dark saber, the dark saber is a unique and ancient lightsaber that holds great cultural and historical significance within the Star Wars universe. Its history is deeply intertwined with the Mandalorians and has been passed down through generations as a symbol of leadership and power. Here's an overview of the history of the Darksaber. Bum, bum, bum. Number one, creation. The Darksaber was created by Tar Visla, the first Mandalorian Jedi. I thought you were going to talk about that guy. Thousands See, I thought about it, but then I'm like, oh, I've mentioned him before already. I was trying to go for something different. There you go. Thousands of years before the events of the Star Wars films. Tarvisa crafted the lightsaber using a unique black-colored blade, unlike the traditional lightsabers with blue or green blades. So I found that funny that uh, ChatGPT only thinks that there's two different colored blades, sure, blue sure. and green. And uh, so I put in a little bit of notes here. Around 1050 BBY, so 1050 BBY, so... The Darksaber was created a thousand years ago. It's an old freaking object. It's an old object, yes. Mandal Number two, Mandalorian Relic. After Tar Vizsla's death, the Darksaber becomes a cherished relic on the man of the Mandalorian people. It was kept in the Jedi Temple on Coruscant as stolen. a symbol of the Mandalorian's affiliation with the Jedi Order. So that's what ChatGPT said. Then I went into this little website. You may have heard of it called Wikipedia. Heard of it once or twice. Yes. And they said members of House Visla stole the saber in a conflict with the Jedi during the fall of the Old Republic. This stolen time, it was called the sacking of the Jedi Temple. The sacking of the Jedi Temple occurred during the fall of the Old Republic when the Mandalorians launched an assault on the Jedi Order. The sacking allows the members of House Vizsla to steal the Darksaber from the Jedi Temple. 
little backstory there. Love it. The Darksaber was passed down generation to generation by the ancestors of pre-Vizsla, who held on to the weapon even after the pacifist ideals of the new Mandalorians replaced the warrior ways of Mandalore. So that's getting it all the way to pre-Vizsla. Now, we don't know much about the ancestors from Paz to Pre, but it's uh, close to a thousand years in between there. So you got to figure at least three people per hundred years, three yeah. generations per hundred years. It's got to be like, I don't know, 300 different people. Yeah. So to. there could be lots of stories about yeah. the Darksaber through all those years. Or else maybe, maybe for like 500 of those years, it was like left in a basement somewhere and like <laughs> so they, forgot about. They're like, oh, oh, it's, I put it somewhere. I don't know. We'll Someone find it down, later. What is this? Ah, what is this? Um, number three, Mandalorian Civil War. During the fall of the Old Republic and the rise of the Galactic Empire, a civil war erupted on Mandalore. The Darksaber was stolen from the Jedi Temple by members of House Vizsla, who wielded it as a symbol of leadership. The Darksaber became an important artifact in the hands of House Vizsla, the ancestors of Pre Vizsla and Bo Katan Kreez. Pre Vizsla and Death Watch had it next. Pre Vizsla, easy for you to say. Leader of the radical Mandalorian group known as Death Watch claimed the Darksaber as his own and used it as a symbol of his authority. Pre Vizsla sought to restore Mandalore's warrior past and clashed with Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Jedi Order during the Clone Wars. Ultimately, Pre Vizsla was defeated by Darth Maul, who took the Darksaber from him. So that was all during the Clone Wars animated series. So you can definitely check that whole thing out on the Clone Wars animated series because it it was very good. And there was a whole bunch of uh, really good Mandalorian stuff. I I liked when we started to get all these extra TV shows because then we got to see more things than just that guy Luke. Right. You know, and it was fun, especially with the Clone Wars, when they did the whole segment on the Mandalorians, and this was part of it. Darth Maul and the Shadow Collective. Following Pre Vizsla's defeat, Darth Maul claimed the Darksaber and became the new leader of Death Watch. Maul used the Darksaber to rally various criminal organizations under his control, forming the Shadow Collective. However, Maul's rule was over... Maul, however... Maul's rule over Mandalore was short-lived as he was ultimately overthrown by Darth Sidious and the Dark Saber was lost. Do we see that in Clone Wars? I believe we do. I believe we do, yes. So that's definitely uh, something that you definitely want to watch in, in Clone Wars as well. Then, Bo-Katan Kreese, after the fall of Maul, the Dark Saber vanished until it resurfaced, resurfaced in the possession of Bo-Katan Kreese a Mandalorian warrior and leader of the Night Owls. Bo-Katan wielded the Darksaber as she sought to reunite the Mandalorian people and lead them against the Empire's occupation of Mandalore. Number seven, Sabine Wren and Kanan Jarrus. Bo-Katan eventually lost the Darksaber to the Empire and it ended up in the hands of Gar Saxon, the Imperial Viceroy of Mandalore. However, Sabine Wren, a Mandalorian warrior and member of the Rebel Alliance, obtained the Darksaber and used it against the Empire alongside her Jedi ally, Kanan Jarrus. 
So that was in Rebels, which I really, we both really like that series. It's a Absolutely. very good series. Um, and did we see um, when Gar? We saw Gar Saxon, mm-hmm. right? Was that that was in Clone Wars? I think still. No, I think that was in Rebels. That was in Rebels when we saw. Okay, when we saw her lose it to Sabine Wren and Kenny Jarrus, uh, lost it to the Empire, and it ended up in the hands of Gar Saxon. That was all in Rebels. Okay. And then in 8, we return to Bo-Katan, recognizing the importance of the Darksaber as a symbol of leadership. Sabine Wren and Kanan Jarrus present the Darksaber to Bo-Katan Kryze, believing her to be the rightful heir and leader of Mandalore. So that was at the end of Rebels. Rebels. Mm -hmm. And then that's when it starts in Mandalorian. Having been taken from her. Having been taken from her. And she says she didn't earn it, and that's why it was taken from her. That's why it was taken from her, yes. So in this, it says the Mandalorian, the Darksaber becomes a focal point of the story. Bo-Katan, having lost the Darksaber to Moff Gideon, seeks to reclaim it in order to reunite Mandalore and restore their homeworld. However, the Darksaber can only be won through combat, leading to a conflict between Bo-Katan and the show's protagonist, Din. It just says Din. Din Djarin. And that's where uh, ChatGPT ends their little synopsis of... Apparently ChatGPT hasn't watched the most recent season. Of the no, Blu-ray. it has not. <laughs> so that is a brief ChatGPT version of The Darksaber. And you gave us a little bit of history on a one specific Mandalorian. Yeah, Candorous Ordo is the one who I was going to... So, you know, I talk a lot about Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic... Uh, that being the predecessor to Star Wars, The Old Republic. It is very confusing for people it's who have It's very confusing. It. But The Knights of the Old Republic is probably, is largely considered the best Star Wars video game ever released. Um, and last uh, episode, I talked about one of Revan's, like, uh, traveling companions, Jolie Bindo. Uh, Jolie Bindu, I'm sorry. Who Bindu. Is, who is a... Uh, uh, gray Jedi who was found on uh, this planet, but uh, another one of his traveling partners and companions is Candorus Ordo. Candorus was a Mandalorian of uh, House Ordo or Clan Ordo, um, and this this happened, I think, like three thousand BBY. Like this was several thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, uh, during the old the high the older not the High Republic because as the High Republic is. After Disney's buyout, right? But this is pre-Disney buyout. This is all Legends material. Um, And this Candorous guy was like a Mandalorian who had fought in the... There were wars between the Jedi and the Mandalorians that had just happened right before kind of the end of the beginning of this this game series. And Candorous Ordo had fought in those wars um, on the sides of the Mandalorian and the Mandalorians lost. Um, But like he had grown this respect for Revan uh, just based off of his battle tactics and his his abilities as a leader and all this stuff. Um, now, at the beginning of the game, the character doesn't realize that he is Revan, and neither do the people around him. Okay. Um, but when it's revealed that he's Revan, Candorous, uh, like like all the different party members, and you get like ten or so different party members, and each one has like a different light or dark side affiliation. You know, okay. like you you do good things around the nice people and they're happy. You do bad things around the bad people and they're happy. Stuff like that. <laughs> uh, and Candorous is one of the dark side dudes. He, okay. like, he's happy when you like kill people and stuff like that. Uh, but when he finds <laughs> kill that out, person, okay. right? <laughs> but when he finds out you're Revan, he's like, oh, that's rad. Uh, I, I didn't realize I was following this rad dude. Uh, cool. You're the man. <laughs> um, but after the, after the, uh, after the events of the game, uh, and in the game, he obviously helps 
Revan. Uh, if you never played the game, I've, I've said it a billion times. Go play it. Yeah. It's still great. Um, there's a there's a great story to it about you know. Uh, the whole thing is between Revan and Malak. Malak being like this other Jedi that Revan and Malak were like these two hotshot Jedi's. Think like Anakin and Obi Wan, essentially like uh, rock stars of the universe. Uh, but like the they had their opinions on how they could win the war. But the Jedi Council was too slow, and Revan and Malak were like, "Screw you guys, we're gonna do it this way. <laughs> we'll do it um, our way." And they grew this big following and fell to the dark side. Um, and so you know your whole kind of quest is like essentially figuring that out and you're Revan and they had wiped all your memories and you're, you're then like kind of battling Malik. Um, but at the end of it all, Candorous becomes Mandalore, the Mandalore. Okay. Uh, which I guess is not really a thing anymore. Like in the new, in the new canon, they don't really call the leader of the Jedi, the Mandalore, you know? Right. Like, they did. They, they, I mean, they, they, uh, tiptoed around yeah. it in the Mandalorian. Um, but like there's the yeah. way walking the way of the Mandalore and right. stuff like that. But like, it was very clear in like, pre-canon that like the the whoever was considered like the leader of the people was the Mandalore was the Mandalore yeah. yeah and so he became the Mandalore and he was called they had like they all had like nicknames and stuff I, I believe he was like Mandalore the no, I'm not gonna remember at this point um where is he Mandalore the George Lucas exactly um Mandalore the preserver okay right he was known as Mandalore the preserver uh because again after uh after the war with the Jedi that decimated his people, he was able to kind of bring them back uh, into one sort of unified fold. Okay. It is cool to see how they handled Mandalorians before Disney buyout and after Disney buyout. Yeah. But essentially, the sa- it was the same sort of, you know, soldier mentality, you know. Uh, anyway, he, he was a character in the next Star Wars, the old Knights of the Republic 2 as well, but I don't think he was like a like a, a companion character. He just showed up in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, Candorous Ordo. Um, he was from... Ta- Ordo. You, you first uh, encounter him on Terrace, which again is a uh, uh, planet that the Empire essentially destroyed. Um, but he became Mandalore, um, and he continued recruiting Mandalorian clans, um, and he helped, again, in the next one, he helped uh, with... Uh, Darth Nihilus is the bad guy, the big bad guy in the second one. Okay. Um, he's this big, scary Jedi who can, like, eat whole planets. And, like, that's, like, a weird thing to say, but it's true. He, yeah. like, ate the planet's force essence. Interesting. Um, there was, <laughs> when one of the Star Wars movies came out, Conan O'Brien <laughs> sent uh, comic, or what's his name? The comic insult dog. Oh, uh, Triumph. Triumph, the comic the comedy insult dog. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, and who are you supposed to be? And the guy was like, "I'm Darth Nihilus." And so now I can't, I can't say that uh, name name without that. saying it the way that nerd guy said it. He, I'm Darth Nihilus, and he's like, "Yeah, do you still live in your mom's basement?" <laughs> oh, I gotta watch that. That's amazing. <laughs> it's so funny, but yeah, I love me some Triumph. The influence. Oh, Triumph was great. He was great in the uh, the Star Wars. Um, screenings at the the premieres of all the Star Wars yeah, movies. He was awesome. I miss me it. some Conan. Yeah. Conan was my favorite of, of those. Yeah. Ilk. Of the yeah, he was good. Anyway, so next time I'll have Chat JPT. Uh, yeah. Do have Chat GPT do your work for you. Great. You can do it in five minutes. That's it's right. really quick. That's great. You can just um, read through it and you just add a couple of things in there and you call and then, it a day. And then then you you, you drink your, your yeah, Rex you drink on the your beach. Rex on the beach. You're already down yours. I finished mine, dude. It was good. You finish yours quick. You know Rob likes something if you finish it like that, because Rob's not a drink drinker. He's a beer drinker. Yeah. 
So and and also like I have nowhere to go. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna drink the whole home, thing. Yeah. I don't have to drive home. That's right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what we got on Candorous Ordo. Um, we are gonna do a a draft at some point. At some point, I'm sure. Yeah, we have to just we have to set a date and get people to be here on that date, yeah. and then and then it'll be awesome. In but the yes. meantime, like this was nice. Send us some drink recipes. Yes, make a drink at home and say, hey. I decided to call this Jar Jar's Bumhole. Yep. Make it. Perfect. Done. And I don't want you to make us a drink called Jar Jar's Bumhole. Please don't do that. But you no. know what? I, you get the yeah. spirit of the essence. Um, but check us out on, on the... We didn't even do a social meets thing today. Uh, no, we're well, I talked about... Because you were making the drink. I was making you're, the you're drink. You're the one yeah. that normally does all check that. Check us out on Facebook and, and Instagram and on on, on Gmails and on yes. BanthMilkPodcast.com. BanthMilkPodcast at gmail.com. Bantha Milk Podcast on is it Facebook on Facebook and, and on then, Instagram yeah. and then there's and on that TikTok. There's a TikTok, yeah. yeah. Oh, so when we go to Disney, when my family goes in, in you got to give us some live TikTok now. reporting. Yeah, we're gonna do some live. We're gonna do some TikTok dances in front of the Millennium Love Falcon. It. Love yeah, it. It's gonna be amazing. So yeah, so check us out there. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's what we got. I think so. All right. All right. Um, we learned a little about the dark saber today. We did. We got to drink a nice blue drink. We, we learned did. what uh, rum chata limon is. It sure and we did. learned that despite the fact that it's summer, it's still warm <laughs> it's enough still... for Rob to keep his beard. <coughs> Yo, this is going. I'm telling you. No, man. It's still. I, I haven't. Good, I haven't shaved it. And I purposely left it for this podcast to do this episode. Um, I haven't shaved at all in like weeks. So I'm. I'm. We'll probably start by trimming it up. Yeah. But, like, even this part down here is, like, really long. Yeah. Um, you can trim that, you know? So. Like you don't have to let it keep going. <laughs> yeah, you don't, I don't know. You don't have to shave it all off. You can take some off. Yeah. So, for those of you at home, what do you think? Should I get rid of it or should I keep it? Tell him to keep it. His yeah, face so scares me. That's going to be our survey. It's going to be, uh, I know. That's, <laughs> that's why I have a beard. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, got to cover this mess up. That's so. right. All right, y'all. Uh, I'm going to finish this little sippy here of our drink. In the meantime, while Rob coughs from I all cough, of us here. Yeah. At, we need a cough button is what we need. We do. From all of us here at Band of the Milk Podcast headquarters, we have spoken. We have coughed and spoken. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs>